playing some Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Welcome to Dunstan Checks Men, the only and best podcast breaking down the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks in minute by minute and pairing each of those minutes with another feature film for discussion. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Emily Monkeytown. We're going to be talking about Minute 65. Yes. And American Movie. Yeah, which was paired with this minute randomly. At random, yes. This is an experiment that we're doing. It's my burden to discover the connection between this film. Since this was your film. This minute and that film. Choice. I had to find my notes. Yeah. You know when your notes are hiding from you? Oh, yeah. And they're just really hiding. Uh... Deficiency was the last word at the end of the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, that Y carries over. I'm a, I don't agree. I'm a deficiency. Because then he truther. says, I think we might be in business. I think, I, I, to me, that's, it's not definitive that the noise we hear at the start of this minute is the E from deficiency. It's an odd noise, though. It's an odd noise for sure, and that's why I'm not certain that it's part of deficiency. Mm. I'm a deficiency truther. I believe we heard the whole word at the end of the last minute. Mm. You are also a bananas truther. <laughs> okay, but that was as a goof. <laughs> Sometimes the goofs are real. Sometimes the goofs become real. Uh, now the goofs come to life and they're eating us now. Yeah, don't say the goof's name too many times. <laughs> Listen, there it is. It's a zoo. Uh, Brian? Brian? Can Kyle. I say something controversial? Sure. I do think this is a good minute. Like, technically... Uh, Technically speaking, this is a good minute, and I'll tell uh, you why. Our last minute last week, I didn't. We didn't say this officially, but that, that was a big minute last time. Yeah, there was a that was a long minute as well. There was a lot in that minute. Yeah, this minute cuts the point. Lean minute. This is a lean, quick minute. There's not a lot going on here, and also this minute to me is like the movie being like, oh shit, we gotta land this plane. <laughs> like this minute is like the big. This is the beginning of third act minute. Yeah, and as someone who hates doing a podcast about this terrible movie, that's very exciting for me to see. Yeah, this oh, minute yeah. is good news for us <laughs> <laughs> because it means we will soon be free of the prison that yeah. is Dunstan checks in. This minute is that we've woken up, we open our front door, we look down at the newspaper, and that headline just says "good news." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I feel like this is a this is actually a pretty solid plan of Brian's in that I think if you're a kid and you bring an orangutan to the zoo. They will say, yeah, we're going to separate you from this orangutan and take care of it, which is essentially his plan here. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Brian. What did I say? Brian? Brian. It's all kids of the same person. I, well, I, it's a new theory I'm working on. You don't become an individual until you turn 18. Yeah. Before that, you're all just part of the same collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. This you prob- rejoin when you die. Yeah. This probably was Brian's plan, though, huh? Probably. Yeah. Uh, and this is honestly... The only fucking place where they mention it. Yeah. <laughs> like this is I uh, while we were watching this minute to prepare for this, I said this minute didn't exist until just now. Yeah. Because none of this. And also we know uh, we know how the movie ends. Yeah. We know that they don't follow through. Yeah. On they this don't plan. follow through on that plan. Even at all. once an adult gets involved, they don't follow through on this plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Kyle is just explaining what a zoo is. He says it's not great, but at least they'll be nice to you because he knows Lord Rutledge isn't nice to him. Yeah. And he won't have to steal anything, which is true. Yeah. Um, everyone. Oh, and he's saying everyone will be at that stupid ball so I can sneak you out the back. Yeah. I, it hasn't been an issue for him so far, but okay. Yeah. Literally not <laughs> once has has he had an issue with sneaking Dunstan around. Yeah. 
even when he literally Dunstan is in front of another human, mm -hmm. they don't care. Yeah. Um. So then, there's a knock at the door. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyle says something, and I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I have two versions written down. Mm -hmm. What do you think he says? Oh, that's Brian. See, I thought he said that's right. No, he says that's Brian. But then I'm, I like they, it wasn't even like I didn't even have an issue with it all. He for sure says that's Brian. Because I felt like I heard him not saying Brian, but maybe a nickname like Bry. I'm telling you, this is a this is a we got Mike situation. There's a full N on <laughs> that says, Bry. He says that's Brian. There's a full N on that he Bry. Says that's Brian. Uh, I never heard it. <laughs> uh, then it, it is not Brian. No. It is Lord Rutledge, what? and he says, Dr. Nagak, I presume. And he's very threatening in this moment. I would say, mm -hmm. this is another reason why I say this is a good minute. I think the reveal actually works. He actually seems like a scary, threatening person in this moment. It's yeah. good. It works. And it's the moment that I want to talk about American movie. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's a very scary figure. The kind of scary figure you might see in a short film like Coven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there, there guess is what? A, there's guess a... what? That's the end of my connection to American movie. Okay. There, there's a very uh, choice moment like halfway through that movie when they mm. decide to tell us that that's how they're saying Coven. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, up until that point, we know that they, okay, they're saying Coven. We should explain what this movie is. We really don't know that. Yeah. American movie is a documentary. Mm -hmm. From 1999. Yeah. It was it there was are, shot like 96 or something. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think maybe 97. Mm. There are a lot of people who legitimately believe that it is a mockumentary. It is not. These are real people. That's why, because I... I I think maybe people think that because I looked into the director mm -hmm. and just before this movie, he did a movie called American, American Job, Job yeah. which is a mockumentary. Yes. It's 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 uh, that one is like a play on like like films that they show you at jobs yeah. for how to do your job. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a student film of his as well. Oh, OK. Yeah. I thought it was also a feature. Somehow. It might have been feature length, but he did it like while he was in. Film oh, OK. School. It was like part I, of his I, film school I program. knew he was a student during I thought this one, too. Yeah. Uh, That's how he met this guy yeah yeah um he's also i was like i was wondering, i wonder what this guy's done since then and he seems he's done some successful documentaries since then he just did the fire festival documentary mm -hmm. or he did the netflix one yeah because there were two mm -hmm. um was, I, netflix, was netflix the better one that I people said I, I don't know someone i i remember there was controversy because one of them was like paid for by the fire people yes but then the other one there was also controversy because they paid one of the fire festival people a lot of money to appear in the to appear in it mm-hmm um. Anyway, had you seen this film before? No, me neither. And I'd only heard about it. I, I had literally no clue what it was about. Yeah, I had been meaning to watch it because it seemed up my alley, but I never got around to it. That's kind of why I picked the movies I did for this random set of ten. Okay, there are movies that I wanted to see that I have not gotten around to. Sure. Uh, what did you think of American movie? I I went on a journey, <laughs> and I, I I think I can say that I liked it. I loved it. Because... I'm a big fan, as you know, of Small Fish, Small Fish and Big Pond's yeah, documentary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Small Fish, Big Pond documentaries, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Like, this... Uh, Mark, the yeah. main the main guy, the guy who is trying to make a movie. Yeah. Uh, and this, this was originally... The documentary was originally going to be about him making a feature-length movie called Northwestern. Yeah. But then when he, he couldn't get that together, he instead decided to finish a short film he had been working on previously previously yeah called coven yeah uh he's like not a good guy <laughs> but i don't know that i would fully agree with that well and i think that's the thing though is that i think at a certain point if you start peeling back the layers of any person you'll find things that are not great yeah 
and and especially they're so like this documentary is about all of it yeah like it really it doesn't you know it doesn't go deep on like what's going on with him and his kids which again yeah. they, that's another like reveal i feel like <laughs> yeah where they really kids. take a while to say like oh yeah he's got kids with this woman that he's not married to and and they're fighting over custody yeah. it's like oh my god yeah like you just start peeling back the layers of like what is this guy what is his life yeah and like his troubled relationship with his siblings and his dad and his uncle like yeah it's it, it really goes deep on all of that but i think because it's so like every person is so like earnest yeah and every person is like they believe what they're doing and what they're saying yeah like none of it, That's, it I really feels like any fake yeah, yeah. Um, so i i enjoyed that a lot yeah mm-hmm uh, I was a big, big fan of uh, Mike, who's Mark's uh, sort of uh, <laughs> best friend. Yeah, who uh, he was great. We we can agree on that, right? Yeah, he did the music for the movie as well mm-hmm. for this for the documentary, not for the not oh, for Coven. He did well, probably for Coven too. I thought he did it for Coven too. Yeah, probably. I I don't really I don't remember that detail, but uh, I know he did it for the documentary. Mike does remind me of people that I knew in community college. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like we all we every, we all knew someone like Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, just a, just a little fried. Just a little, <laughs> a little fried yeah. is the perfect description <laughs> yeah. for for Mike. Yeah. My my favorite Mike moment is like the first moment we see Mike too, where uh, Mark is pissed off because the people who are auditioning he doesn't feel they're doing a good job, mm-hmm. and he's like, "These people are fucking butchering my words, man. You know what I mean?" And Mike just kind of has a smile and he goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I I mean, the Mike has so many good moments like that because yeah. even later. Uh, the moment when he's destroying the car. When he's too. destroying the car. <laughs> was that and Marcus, cathartic for Marcus you? like, was that cathartic? And he goes, yeah. yeah. And he goes, do you know what that means? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and then the story he's, where he talks about uh, he almost died and he woke up in the hospital and tried to do the rest of his acid in the hospital. Yeah. And they were uh, grabbing his brain. Yeah. I, I mean, I also enjoyed, I mean, not enjoyed is not a great word for it, but he tells the story of he goes to. AA and then his sponsor there yeah. t- they go to Gamblers Anonymous and then afterwards they buy Scratchers. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is real life. Like yeah, this, this is, this is just people life. living their lives. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's great. I, that's, I, 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 that's why I love documentaries like mm. this. You get, you, get, you get the kind of slice of life you don't yeah. get in other documentaries. I, I also feel like the, the, the way that Mike is portrayed he is also like very good at helping Mark with the movie. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not, he's not just like, oh, we keep him around because he's funny. Yeah, no, no he's, like, he's good at what he does. In he's the good movie. at what he does. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, uh, I, I also wonder, like, okay, I'm, I'm counting down the minutes to, like, uh, when Adam Driver's going to play this guy in the feature vil- version. <laughs> okay, are we going to see a resurgence? The, yeah, the, the fiction version. Yeah. Even there's, there's something about the way that, that, uh, Mark speaks that I'm like that kind of sounds like Adam Driver <laughs> like Adam Driver could nail this yeah I agree with that yeah um, and, and we're not just saying that because we the last movie that was my pick was Adam Driver as a small town person <laughs> in, a, in a snowy town um, yeah I really like this movie uh, we should we, we hinted at earlier we should talk about why they call it Coven and not Coven um, well, just because in the middle of the movie, there's a scene where uh, Mark is talking to one of his actors mm. about why the movie's called Coven. Uh, the actor is uh, very much at the position that it should be pronounced Coven because yeah. that's how you pronounce that word. <laughs> and Mark says, "Well, Coven sounds like oven. That's not fucking scary, man." <laughs> I think he just says, "That's not going to work." <laughs> <laughs> he does say because it's not scary. Yeah, which I. I don't know. I find that extremely charming. Yeah. Where he's just like, it really is just as simple as that to him. Like, Coven just doesn't sound scary to him, so we're going to call it Coven. 
I like when they cut to all the different people saying Coven. Yeah. And then it's the children are like, Coven. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, that's all they know. Yeah. Yeah. That's really it. I, I don't know. It's it's it is one of those stories that when it ends, you kind of hope everyone pulls it together. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you hope that everyone makes it out. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers, the, though. They don't really, I would say. Well, I mean, I guess. Well, he never finished Northwestern. No. Bill dies. Yes. He was very old. Yeah. He was retired. Yeah. Uh, at one point, they ask him how much money he has, and he has like over two hundred thousand yeah. dollars that he's just sitting on. He believes. I mean, he's, he's also not sure. Yeah, but it's just see, it's just so wild. Yeah, he had and, at least enough to leave Mark fifty thousand when he died to make Northwestern. Yeah. Um, and they did make their money back on Coven. Yeah, they say. Yeah. There, there was a uh, an interesting thing that I was reading, at least according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, this film was released on VHS. After it was released on DVD, interesting. Which I don't. I I feel like is never the case. <laughs> yeah, that is why American movie. Yeah, yeah. Because in the DVD and the DVD being released first, it was called special edition, and it, you could watch Coven on the DVD. Yeah, I'll say this about Coven too: the bits of it that they show in the movie, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like a bad short film. Like it, like it, like the effects are cool. Like mm-hmm. the, it, like it seems well, to work. So it's it's a, it's a thirty that, minute short film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I will say is. Um, the moments that we we see them recording the ADR with Bill in the car. Uh, You've got plenty to live for. Jesus loves you. Yeah. That does not work in the finished film. No. That is a very, very bad effect in the finished film. No. They really try and cover it up, too, the way that they yeah. they have it in the finished film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah. I don't even know. I really there's a just a lot of like details that I find very charming. I really mm. love his his writing strategy, which is that he drives to the airport and just parks there. Yeah, because there's there's no just there's nothing he can do to distract himself, so he mm. just has to work on the script in his car. Mm. Um, I don't know. There's just a certain attitude he has about his work that I I, I found kind of charming and admirable. Yeah, uh, that scene at the airport again, where he's like. You know, I got to work on the script so it's not embarrassing to send out to people. Uh, I don't that 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 felt very so real to me. Yeah, he does have another point where someone is making an excuse and he says nobody went to a movie to see on the screen an, an excuse. excuse. Yeah, and I was like, I think a lot of us now are seeing excuses on the screen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it. I I thought it was it was really fascinating to see. Because he's so, they're in like Minnesota, right? Yeah. Like they're so far away from Hollywood mm-hmm. or from anywhere where people make movies like yeah. this. Yeah. And he so wants to do it that I like, I almost could believe, you know, if he could scrape up enough money and, and a place to do it, he would build a studio out there. Like, Oh yeah, for sure. That was, yeah. that was the other thing that I, I kind of liked about his character was like, he, he's clearly, he's not necessarily like an inept filmmaker mm-hmm. like from a technical standpoint yeah like he could he could he could go to hollywood and make a go of it yeah presumably but he seems very very dedicated to the idea of of making making movies there yeah like when he's talking about the movies that inspires him like the thing that he keeps saying over and over again is like dead trees gray skies that's what he wants to see in movies because mm-hmm. that's what the world looks like to him yeah and i i think that's really cool i like i really like that yeah yeah there is something about i i wondered how old he was i finally looked it up like halfway through the movie he was like 28 at the time of the movie right or like 20 to 30 oh i guess there. yeah close to 30 yeah um which i was i feel like I, he says it at one point in the movie oh, i don't know because i when they introduced that he has a girlfriend mm-hmm. i i i was like oh my god she's she seemed so much older than him in my mind yeah then when i looked up his age i guess they seemed closer yeah 
uh, no, it's the same age to me. But then also a lot of his movie opinions, I felt like was like someone who was young and into movies. Yeah, where he's like just naming off like the 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 first zombie movies that you watch. Yeah, you know, Night of Living Dead. Uh, well, to be fair to to be fair to him, they did ask uh, him about what the movies that like inspired him growing up were. I guess they asked I, him what made him want to get into this, and he's like, "Yeah, when I was a kid." Yeah, I I don't know. He just seemed just as passionate at that very moment sure, about him sure. as he did when he was a kid. But I think he had he had the things that I brought up. Like I think there's a reason for that that went beyond just you know. Mm. What was the name of the short film series that he did when he started at eleven? They uh, showed clips yeah. from like he made like four parts of it. It was like the more the scarier. It was the, like a the more the scarier. Yeah, God, yeah. I I was so into yeah, that. that was great. That I was like, now this is cool. Yeah, because also the, that was the start of a runner in the film, which was people specifically saying the phrase, "We were drinking vodka." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the moment when they're watching the Super Bowl, and <laughs> apropos of nothing, at the end of the game, he just says, "I will never be you. You work in forty hour a week, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah i thought that was great yeah i um i don't know i was i was very into when they showed you know clips of his other works that he's done and i it just very much it did show that i i think he always was wanting to create something yeah um i just you know it it, yeah you're right it really doesn't have like the happiest of endings because he (laughs) makes the he makes coven and that's about it yeah. yeah, I mean, I will say this though. Also, I don't know. I I found this to be a very relatable movie as someone who tried and failed to work in the film industry. Yeah. Uh, well, you, I think it's just relatable, even on the sense of like a creative. We're yeah. we are creatives yeah. in yeah. that sense. We are creatives who are. Let, let's be honest about who we are. We are. We don't make a living as creatives. No. Um, we're not gonna. We're not gonna go to Hollywood and they're not gonna buy our story. You know, <laughs> no, that's not no, gonna no. happen. Yeah. So I don't know. I I I think I just find him very endearing for that. Yeah. Him, yeah. him and the movie itself. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I liked all of that. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I really want someone to make a documentary like this about me so that I can <laughs> like Mike Mark Barchard make a living doing hosting some radio show about movies, which is what he's doing now. Oh, is that what he's doing now? <laughs> yeah, I looked at that. Oh well, good for him. Yeah. That's really good. That's nice. Yeah. Who was it the, there was a lot going on in the documentary. <laughs> there was. There really was. The uh, Swedish mom. We haven't even talked about his yeah, Swedish, Swedish mom. Yeah, the Swedish mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was, I mean, there was that other part where, was that his brother? Who was like, I was always worried he was going to be a, a stalker. Yeah. yeah. That was his brother, I believe. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, that's just very, like, it's just really getting into Honestly, it. Honestly, though, to me, that that to me just seemed like, oh, this is this is how some people think about, like, goth people or people who are really yeah. into horror. Oh like, yeah, I, I kind of didn't read much into it beyond that. Well, and then like he's very intense and he's into horror movies, so like that's an easy leap to make. His other, but I don't think it's necessarily justified. His other brother again, was. I don't know him. I think his other brother also was was kind of dismissive of him too. Yeah, and in that, in a not in the same like, oh, he was going to be a stalker way, but in yeah. like, oh, he always wanted to do that Hollywood stuff, whatever. But they all they all very firmly came down on the side of like he will not be a successful filmmaker. Yeah. Um. Uh, he's been he's acted in some movies since then as oh well. really yeah i didn't even look into that i didn't think his acting was bad in the movie either no i think he's like he's listen there's there's no real polite way to say this he is not a traditional hollywood actor let's put it that way mm. but i think he was believable in the scenes where we see him like acting yeah 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 i'd watch coven yeah i'd watch coven too <laughs> I was I was thinking how I mean I, you know you feel bad going and downloading this online after you see all <laughs> all that they went through to make True. it yeah oh well oh well 
That's life. Yeah, that's what the people say. Uh huh. Should we get back to the minute? Yeah, sure. Okay. My notes keep leaving me. Uh, what did I say, Doctor Nagak? I presume. Yeah. This is the take on the famous thing that they say in every child's cartoon for some reason. Yeah. Doctor Livingston, I presume. Yeah. Doctor whatever, I presume. Yeah. Okay, moving on. It works fine. Um, spotlights outside. Spotlights are too powerful. Now they I don't thought, look real. I thought you would connect the spotlights because it's like a movie premiere. Sure, but they just don't look. Uh... You have this new energy <laughs> that is tied to the fact that all your notes are on note cards. Yeah, index cards. And we're recording in in your space, yeah. so you can just throw them. Yeah, when I'm ever, finished with a around. note, I just toss it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get distracted. You know, it's really like. Um, you know, it's like angry talk show host energy. Well, I'm openly aping that this is something Craig Ferguson would do. Yeah. Craig Ferguson specifically would do that. He would tear up the notes and throw them. The thing is, you're doing it just for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let the well, audience it's not just know for you anymore. <laughs> what's going on if I start laughing out of nowhere. Because <laughs> you really land a shot there. Yeah, that last one did go. It had a very graceful arc. And you did it right on a word. Yeah. You really, you're like, and that yeah. <laughs> threw off. Um, I think they just they don't look they don't look like they're a real part of the scene and that really bothered. Oh, they're definitely not. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's poorly done CGI. Is what I'm saying. Uh, I I believe. I, see, the thing is, I don't even think it's CGI. I think it's just that old style of you take like rotoscoping. You take like three pieces of film and lay it on top of each other, yeah. and that's what you got. Perhaps. One piece of film is the street scene yeah. with the regular building. The other piece of film is the majestic hotel sign, and the third is those street lights. Yeah. Street lights. Searchlights, I Search, call them. Searchlights. They're, search they're, 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 they're not spotlights either, though. They're spotlights. No, because a spotlight spotlights something. You're right. These are the lights that you would see, like... Uh, I say searchlights because Fox Searchlight has those in their logo. Yeah. They've uh, dropped the Fox, you've heard. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we both said that so seriously. <laughs> um, but when is the last time you've seen something like that in real life? Those Those lights pointed in the air. Um, I see them quite frequently, actually, from a distance because the hotel in Hawaiian Gardens occasionally runs them. Uh, I would think you do, too, because you live closer to those than I do. That must be the ones that I have seen when I see them. Yeah. I I, I haven't. In my mind, I haven't seen them in years. I I guess I'm just not looking in that direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like Disneyland sometimes does them, too. Not or if not Disneyland, lot. something in that direction. Probably, I, I, probably I knots. Them, that feels yeah. like a knots move. Uh, I don't think it would be knots. I think would, I think maybe it would be maybe Angel Stadium. I feel uh, like it's, it's yeah. coming from Anaheim is all I know because mm-hmm. I see it from my home, which is not in Anaheim. But uh, you know, we see the crystal the... ball for the first time. Well, the crystal ball is upon us. Kind of. Well, we're out. We're sort of on the outskirts. We're of the in the lobby. Ball. Yeah, you know I love a hotel lobby. Uh, yes, you do. You like lots of lobbies. Lobbies are great. Yeah. It's just a nice space to hang out. I know. I mean, movie theater lobbies are primo, mm. but I'll take a hotel lobby for sure. Uh, Here's the thing, though, about hotel lobbies. Yeah. The smaller the hotel, the better. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I agree. <laughs> oh, you really got me thinking. Anyway, I want to highlight a background actor. Okay. As we are coming into the lobby and the camera is kind of zooming back and we see the back of Mr. Grant and Mrs. Dubrow, Dubrow. Uh, there is a man telling a story. Mm-hmm. And I'm very into the way this man is telling the story. There is a very, yeah, he's animated. He's animated. I know exactly who you're talking The way that I've written about. it down is that he's telling a story about his knee or yes. someone's knee. No, you're right. You're he's definitely telling a knee, knee story. Knee story energy for sure. And I really enjoy that. That's really on point. Yeah. Um, but they're they just in the lobby. 
So yeah. the crystal ball, in in my mind, takes place in one of the ballrooms. Yeah. Uh, I I think it is a little odd that, to see this gathering in the lobby. I think I think people are just sort of meeting up before they go into the crystal ball. I don't think that's that odd. I feel, I feel like you you just go. I feel like there's some amount of hanging out in the lobby for events such as these. I guess. Or if you're inside the crystal ball, you need to cool off, get some air. You might dip out in the lobby. For this a is true. Yeah. Uh, so so Dubrow says, Robert, it's gorgeous. We have she done. Also, it's worth noting, looking not towards the ballroom but towards the outside. Well, towards the people. Yeah. I think. But I yeah. I think she thinks the people <laughs> are gorgeous. And she's gorgeous. really into that knee story. And I think she thinks they're gorgeous because of their money. Yeah. Um, uh, she says, we have done a spectacular job. Yeah. When Mr. Grant has done most of the work. Of course. If not all of it. Yeah. Uh, then. Thankfully for Mr. Grant, see, she's someone she knows and she leaves. She, uh, she says Francois. Right? She says Bonsoir, which is good night in French. Oh, Bonsoir. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes and joins the other yeah. people. Uh, everyone's dressed up, even the employees. Yeah, they're very dressed up. Yes. Uh, Let's talk about who else is dressed up. Who? Oh, well, something distracts Mr. Grant. <laughs> yeah. And he sees Buck Lafarge. He sees Buck Lafarge <laughs> in a delightful. Uh, he's wearing a suit that is purple ruffled shirt, mm-hmm. purple jacket. Brown pants. Yeah. Now I will say I got to applaud the movie. That is that is good design for like what is a tacky outfit to wear to this ball. Now you're, a lesser movie uh, might put him in an all purple suit. I I think of it as like a bluish purple. And you know my okay. colors are wrong. Yes. Also, I don't know what your point is. The, uh, when you say purple, I think of like purple purple. I would say this is like purple purple. Uh, to me, it's like a bluish purple. It's like a lavender. There. It's like yeah, a soft purple. Yeah, but it's it's firmly purple. All right. I wouldn't have known until you said it. Are you know you, my colors are bad. I know. But also, are you arguing that it's not a tacky outfit, therefore? No, it's pretty tacky. And also, I, the brown the brown pants with it is what really seals the deal for me. Yeah. Oh, you don't think it's the dog? <laughs> no, I like the dog. <laughs> no one else has a dog with... Well, I guess Neil Armstrong somewhere. Yeah, Neil Armstrong's somewhere in the hotel. Um, but yeah, he has a big, like a bloodhound. Mm-hmm. Um, to sniff out Dunstan. Of course. Presumably. Who is drinking from the fountain. It's worth noting. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the antics. The bloodhound, not the, the Dunstan. Yes. A lot of antics with the fountain. Yes. In this movie. Fountain antics. Is yeah. this the same fountain? Yeah. It must be. Of course I it feel is. like I didn't see the little, the little spitting. people spitting. Yeah. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. I see the spitter. Yeah. Prominent view of the dog's dick as well. Oh, I didn't look or see, and I hope I never do. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think it's intentional, because uh-huh. I think you want to make the, there's no better way to make a dog look out of place in a fancy hotel than to frame him so that you can see that dick. Yeah. That's for sure. Because you really want to highlight the idea that this is an animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is this that why is we a ha- biological entity. Is that why we haven't seen Dunstan's dick? Yeah. Because he's not an animal. He's, he's a, a man. Person, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Uh, the last line. Oh, so I, Buck Lafarge is just casually saying to people nearby, hey, how are you doing? That's also that. That is one of my favorite tropes in movie, in movie, which is the the person who's out of place at the fancy party is very excited to say hi to everybody. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And then I think Mr. Grant's the last line is he just says he brought a dog. Yeah, yeah, very very good. Love to see a dog. Yeah, that's it for this minute. Yeah, plugs. Yeah, well, oh, what's next? What is next? Fuck if I know. Oh shit. <laughs> 
you do plugs first and I'll look. Uh, I was going to say, you do plugs first and I'll look. Okay, you can find me on another podcast called Nothing New, a remake podcast with Justin Kizan. We talk about remakes, benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. And it's on my list. It's on my list pod.com. Uh, every month, me and, and a group of friends get together and talk about movies that are on our list or people say you should see. Hence, it's on my list. It's on my pod.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily and Twitch as well. And also our next movie. This is another Emily pick. We got this is this is next week is number two in a three part series of Emily picks for the randoms. Okay. Uh, next week we'll be talking about Moonstruck. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, I do another podcast with Justin Keyes on as well. It's called Go Go Godzilla. It's Justin Keyes on me and Victor Perfecto. We talk about Godzilla movies. Uh, hey. We got a Patreon, and you can get bonus shit there, and also support R A I C E S there. And also, we there's a Patreon bonus that we didn't do. I don't know what you're saying. I was notified that we are not up to date on our shoutouts. Oh God! For five dollar patrons. Oh my God! Um. So this is the we got a shout out Lily. Okay. From the Ghostbuster. Ghostbuster. Yeah. I can talk. I can do. I can. Uh, Help me, Andrew. We can talk. Thanks, Lily. If uh, if we remember for next time, we'll say it at the beginning of the next one, too. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just a great supporter of the show, but a great supporter of me personally. <laughs> yeah. My best friend. <laughs> Lily, thank you so much for supporting us. Great. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, at Majestic Hotel NY, on Instagram, Dunstan Checks Men, on YouTube, search for Dunstan Checks Men, a, uh, what? Apple yeah. Podcasts. Go on there give us five stars please yes and uh for the text of their view just describe uh your favorite um uh like dog in a movie okay yeah i'm into that yeah that's and good. remember dunson is spelled with a u fuck and we're checking out To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Nothing new is something new. That great poets imitate and improve. Where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard of Oz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic from beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk about Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.